The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. The text for our meditation this morning, the words read for you earlier from our gospel reading. Please join with me in a word of prayer. Good and gracious God, thank you for this day, for the blessings that you give to us, especially the gift of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. In his name we pray. Amen. I'd like you to imagine how wonderful it was when God created the heavens and the earth. Imagine how amazing it was, how perfect it was when God created the stars and the moon and the sun. When God created the birds fish, the animals, all of those plants, all of the fruit, and how everything was so perfect. And then how God reached down and he grabbed some dirt and he formed it into a man and breathed into him the gift of life. And how Adam enjoyed that beautiful world. Can you imagine how perfect it was? God and Adam talking, the animals. Everything was amazing. And God decided he would bring Adam all of the animals to name and see if any one of those would be a good companion for him. And none of them were good enough. So God put Adam asleep, took a rib, and formed Eve. And now you have Eve, the mother of all life, and Adam together. With God and all the animals, all the birds, all the plants, and everything is awesome, perfect. Can you imagine how wonderful that would have been to have been there in that garden? <sighs> and then Satan came along and tempted Eve. So Eve ate of this fruit that God had said not to eat believing that she would somehow become like God and know good and evil and how much better that would have been for Adam and Eve. Can you imagine what it was like for her to take that bite from that fruit? And then say to Adam, Adam, hey, Ravisome, this is good. And Adam takes that bite and suddenly both of them realize that they are filled with sin and guilt and shame, and they go and hide. It isn't too long before God finds them, and they pass the blame onto each other, and even to God. And God curses the snake. Satan, and says, the seed of the woman will come, and she will 
crush your head and you will crush his heel. So the promise was given, but the curse of sin impacted Adam and Eve, impacted all of creation. No longer was this perfect, wonderful relationship between God and people and animals. Everything was affected. Affected so that things die like plants, animals, humans, people you and I know. There's illness. There's shame. There's hurt. And so much more. The curse of sin has impacted our lives. We're going to eventually sing the song Joy to the World. And when you think of the song, Joy to the World, it's a great Christmas song, right? We love to sing it. It's probably the most published song for Christmas. And that third verse, he comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found. Far as, far as the curse is found. The curse of sin. Jesus was born into this world to remove the curse of sin from you and from me and for all humanity. And ultimately, for all creation. Although yet is yet to come. When he comes again in glory. Now, we know that God's people were blessed, right? You know the story about Abram called by God to leave his homeland and how God would make him into a great nation and all people would be blessed through him. And ultimately, you had the Jewish people, God's chosen people, declared special by God. And how wonderful it was for them. Now they were given a responsibility. And that was not to just keep this message to themselves. They were supposed to share it with others as well. To be a blessing to the nations. Well, you know the story. Jesus was born into the Jewish home. Fulfilling the Jewish prophecies. So that he might save the Jews. The Jewish people looked forward to that Messiah who would come. But the Gentiles, anybody that was not a Jew, well, those people, well, they're lost and they're condemned anyway, so who cares about them, right? But God cared. God always cares about people. God cares about Gentiles like you. And Gentiles like me. People who are born in this world, created by God, loved by God so much that God sent Jesus into this world to be born to die that we might be forgiven of our sins. And sometimes God acts in interesting ways, doesn't he? 
and how God will oftentimes choose the people who are least likely to be saved to hear this good news and hear the gospel and ultimately be saved. And there are people like that that you and I know. And you might be one of them. In fact, you are one of them. And so am I. We're all equal in that sight because we're all sinners and we stand separated from God. Now, an interesting thing happened a long time ago. Jesus was born in Bethlehem. And the good news of this deliverance, the survival of God's promised one, was given not to the people who lived in this capital city of Jerusalem, not in the royal palace. No, that news was given to some shepherds. You know, the low-class people of shepherds? They're smelly, disgusting work, taking care of those sheep. These were not good people. These were people who got by and just did what they had to do. But to them, the angels came and made the announcement. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill to men in whom he is pleased. And we know the story how the angels went, right? Or how the shepherds went to see the baby, Jesus, born in the manger. Well, when Jesus was born, we are told in Matthew's gospel, this account we heard, that suddenly there appeared in the sky a star. Now, it appeared to these guys who were not Jews, but people out in the East. Gentiles. Seeing the star, seeing something so amazing, something they had never seen before that caught their attention. So much so that they decided that they would indeed go and see where the star would ultimately lead them to where they believed the king of the Jews would be born. In Jerusalem. Now, one of the interesting things about these magi, and I'll tell you, it's rather interesting, all of the things that we have learned through the years. And I can tell you, in my ministry, it seems like more and more information is being discovered about these magi. And one of the things that we know, for example, is that in this song, we three kings of Orient are, there are several things that are not true. Okay? What three kings of Orient are. What are the things that are not true? Well, first of all, these are things we know. First of all, these people were not wise. Even though they're called wise men in our text and of the gospel reading for today. Would have been better to translate the word as magi or magoi, the Greek word. That means more than one of them. I'll talk to you about what it means about being wise, why they weren't wise. They were also not kings. 
even though that was something that began to be believed in around the 8th century. There's also no indication that there were three of them. We know there was a plural. So that could have been two, four, six, eight, 10, 20, 40, 68, 120, 30, 50. You can keep on going to say the numbers. We don't know how many there were. We do know that they did come from the Orient. They did come from the East. But it would also be more accurate to describe them as pagan, unbelieving fools. They were sorcerers, astrologers, practitioners of the dark arts, people who you really wouldn't want your kids to go and see or talk to a whole lot. Now, how can I say these things? Well, let's take a look at what the Bible says. In Daniel chapter 2, the Babylonian magi, that's what they're called, Magoi in the Septuagint, were asked to tell King Nebuchadnezzar, he said, I had a dream, and I want you guys to tell me the dream, and I want you to interpret it. <laughs> so these are the sorcerers. These are the astrologers. And what did they say? There's no wise man or magus who has ever been asked to attempt to do such a thing. But you know what happened, right? Daniel was brought in, and Daniel said, <laughs> Hey, these guys are right. Nobody's ever been asked to do such a thing like this. Nobody can do this on their own. But if God would reveal this to me, I can share it with you. And God did. And Nebuchadnezzar was changed and amazed. Another place in the New Testament we have in Acts chapter 13, verse 8. You might remember the story. The Apostle Paul is going around. He's teaching. He's preaching. He's doing amazing, powerful things. And there's a guy by the name of Elymas. Elymas is called a magus in the Greek. He opposed Paul. He wanted Paul, in fact, to sell him the power that he had to do miracles and these things. So he tried to prevent the gospel from being spread so Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, rebuked him, calling him a son of the devil, and then struck him with blindness. So he, too, was a magus. So these are the magicians. These are the magi. These are the guys who saw the star in the sky, and God led them to go and worship the king of the Jews, and they went to the capital city of Jerusalem. Makes sense, right? If he's the king of the Jews, they'll go to the capital of the city of Jerusalem. Now, had these magi been so wise, they would also have known that Herod was not really a nice guy. In fact, to find any type of an heir for King Herod you would really be risking your life. Herod killed his wife, several of his sons, because he was threatened. Threatened by them that they would take his place. But so the Magi go, though, they go to the capital city, they ask Herod, and Herod brings the people together, and they say, well, obviously, he is born in Bethlehem of Ephrathah, six miles away. That's a place where you need to go. 
So they leave, and look what the text tells us. The star was up in the sky. And the star led them to the place where the child was. And where was that place? We oftentimes think, well, obviously it was in Bethlehem. And obviously it was there when Jesus was born, because that's what our crush show, right? You got Jesus and Mary and Joseph and the Wise men with their gifts. You've got the shepherds and you've got the animals. I mean, it all happened that one night, right? Not really. No, the, why, the magi came later. Because they came to the house. You see, where was that house? Probably in Nazareth. Doesn't tell us, but it does tell us they went to the house. We do know from Luke's gospel that Jesus was born, the angels came, the shepherds went to find Mary and Joseph, then they went on their way rejoicing. Eight days later, Jesus was circumcised and given his name. Forty days later, he was brought to the temple. They offered the sacrifice. Simeon holds him in his hands, and Anna praises God. And then they went home to Nazareth. what the texts tell us. And they don't tell us any more than that. So what does all of this mean for us? What's most important is God sent Jesus. That God does amazing and miraculous things. He puts stars in the sky and he gets Gentiles' attention so that they too come and bring gifts to the Christ child. But their bringing the gifts is not as important as the gift that God gives. That God gives to people who are born in the curse of sin. The Gentiles, the Jews, you and me. We know how challenging it is in our lives living under the curse of sin. We know the guilt, we know the shame, we know the sorrows, we know the difficulties we face. But we also know how God has saved us through Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. We know how God feeds us with bread and wine as he gives us his body and blood that we shed on that cross to pay for our sins. And so we know that God has removed that curse of sin to give us hope and peace and joy. But this message that God has given to us, this faith that God gives, is not something for us to hoard or to keep to ourselves. It is a message that God would have us share with the people who are yet to hear and believe in him. Whether they are our family, our friends, our co-workers, our fellow students, people that we go shopping and any number of different people in our lives. God would have us go. God would have us share. This good news so that the curse of sin that is encompassing their lives may be removed 
so that they might receive by faith the gift that Jesus Christ died so that they too may be saved. So may God by his grace be with you today and fill you with hope and joy as the Magi left with exceeding joy because of what God had revealed to them. We too leave with joy and share the good news that Jesus Christ, the Savior, the Messiah, has come and is with us now and always. Amen. Amen.